Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And today on the show, I've got my buddy Alex Thompson. Um, Hello. Alex is, Alex is a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a really uh, smart guy. Uh, we've had some, <laughs> you're like, eh, depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> depends on who I'm talking to. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we've had a, a number of uh, good conversations about, uh, about the world and about philosophy and whatnot, and I thought it'd be fun if we could sip beer and uh, talk love and fear. So, uh, Alex, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. It's yeah. very interesting. Thank you for getting the, the beer, dude. Yeah, dude, Rolling Rock. Mm. I for mean, shitty beers, it's not that bad. It's, I've never minded it. It's no. like, it's almost like the closest thing to like a soda. To that a beer is, I'd say. Yeah, I mean it's not like course where it's like you know if you piss in it, then it becomes just piss water. Right, that happens to have alcohol in it. Right? Yeah, it's piss water that has. Well, the thing is, like I, my go-to has always been hams. Um, hams. I is, hate hams. Oh my god, you can. Okay, we're gonna. I have a joke. Cancel. I, I can. I can tell right, the story. Fill me in. Like my dad, back in the day, apparently like hams was like considered like the worst beer. This was like back in like the. 80s and 90s and so like my dad and his friends convinced one of their other friends that he had won a lifetime supply of hams yeah. and he hated hams so in order to like prep for it he started drinking hams at every bar he always drank it like just so he could get used to the flavor and then after yeah. that few months had passed when he was supposed to start getting it they told him it was just a joke mm. so that he had been drinking hams his whole life oh and God. he hated it <laughs> just and then just a for just yeah, they're for torture. They're just fucking with them, yeah. Oh my god. So that's how I always associate ham. So oh, I don't know. That is funny. I mean, man, I have the shirt and everything. I'm a hams fanboy. That's all right. I mean, it's not a terrible beer. Like all, all right. shitty beers taste the same. Right, yeah. The only shitty beer I won't drink is like Coors. For me, it's Milwaukee's best. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's. Or like that Bush Light. See, Bushlight was like my high school beer. Yeah. Like Bushlight was like the beer everyone had in high school, like on the weekends. Like that. Is that was, like? Were you from like a small town? I was from the suburbs of Chicago. Oh, okay. Because to me, I always like Bushlight is like not. What is it? Not all people who drink Bushlight are rednecks, but all rednecks drink, <laughs> drink Bushlight. Bush yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, it's like. I feel like, I mean, I just got in the habit of hams because it was the cheapest yep. uh, from the liquor store for like a 30 rack. You could get it for like 13 bucks. Yeah. At Pick and Save, you could get it for 11 bucks. Yeah, that's why I like Rolling Rock. Yeah. And like Rolling, yeah, Rolling Rock is like, I mean, yeah, like uh, there were a couple friends I had like my senior of high school that were like being all edgy. They're like, yeah, we got Rolling Rock. And I'm like, it's, it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap and it's, it's not too bad, but. Um, Four for three. Yeah, that's, that's a good deal. I used to get thirty racks or like yeah, yeah. eleven bucks. So like, you gotta if you have a party and you need beer, and you're not gonna yeah. be the one to drink it, then yeah. stock up on the rolling. Get some, you get some avalanche, right? Yeah. That's what I used to call it. I'm like, man, we're this is gonna be an avalanche tonight. Let's call it the green shit. <laughs> yeah, the green shit that works too. Let's get the green shit, man. Yep. Who cares? Right, but right, yeah. If I'm being fancy, a river. That's why I, I was gonna get a River West Dine, like the oh, six yeah. pack. But I was like, yo, that shit's expensive, like nine dollars, yeah. son. Like, ugh. it's a fine beer, though. It is delicious. Yeah, yeah. I like like Front's beers. Yeah, they're all super good. Yeah, yeah, but. River West Dine's great. Um, if I'm balling out, usually I do uh, Spotted Cow mm. or um, Moon Man. 
Yeah. Uh, I do like uh, I like fat tire a lot. Drink White Claw. You basic, you basic. I, I, I do, I do, I, okay, usually I'm, okay, I'm like never the one to buy it though. It's just, it's so popular right now that every, yeah, everyone's just always getting it. Like yesterday I had an episode and I didn't even know we were going to drink on this episode, but uh, she brought a, a 12 pack of White Claw and I'm like, okay, it's just, it's just, yeah, like you just said, it's always there. Yeah. You know? It's like, I don't know, I feel like White Claw is just for people who like LaCroix, who mm. need to be, like, that much edgier. Yeah. Which like, I do love LaCroix, but I just don't... I just don't get it. Oh, man. It's, I, I don't know. I don't like the... Sh you don't need the sugar. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get it, because I don't drink soda for, like, the carbonation. Yeah. Like, I drink it for the flavor. And but, then that's what seems like you drink LaCroix just yeah. for like, carbonation. Because mm -hmm. it's just water. Yeah, I will. It's like, if someone, like, I imagine LaCroix is like, the person who designed the flavors was like, okay, like, they took someone who had never tasted a strawberry before, described what a strawberry was, and then that person was like, I think it's like this. It's valid. Yeah, but. I'm pretty know. sure. Did you, would you see that like on a, a meme or something? Probably. I'm yeah. not. Funny. Yeah, I'm not original or anything no, like that. No, it's okay. I mean, yeah. I, like, I mean, the thing is, I always drink it for the carbonation. I Alex, just, for one, I, I so I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, how, how's life been? What are you up to these days? Oh, dude, it's great. You know, uh, you know, just living life. Teresa, you know, waste time. Shout know. out Teresa. Yeah. Uh, she uh, she used to live right above me. Yeah. Her room was uh, directly above mine in my junior year house and. She, um, she used to, like, if I had have the music too loud, she'd be like, hey, like, I appreciate the singing, but I am trying to sleep right now. <laughs> and I'm like, fair, it's yeah, 1 a.m. That's, that's, that's Teresa. Yeah. Yeah. But she, yeah, she's back. But, um, she just got, so, like, we just, like, finished the process of her K-1 visa. Oh, word. So she got back on Sunday, just, like, last Sunday, and it was about 10, yeah, 10 months. Mm -hmm. Since she's been gone, wow. so she just got back. It's been really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, like the K one visa is the fiance visa. Sure. So I don't know if you've seen like that show, like ninety day visa uh, fiance. Or whatever, I've heard of that it. How it's called? Sure. First of all, it's so inaccurate. That's not how like ninety percent right. of the people's marriages are. Is it just one of those like shows that was made to make money? Yeah, exactly. Just make money and trivialize, I guess, immigration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really long process. Just thousands of dollars. Um, it cost thousands of dollars. It took 10 plus months, you know, birth certificates. She had to get a birth certificate. It had to be translated from Mandarin into English. Wow. It could only be done through the American Institute of Taiwan, which is like their informal like embassy. Sure. Um, and it was, it was an insanely difficult process. Yeah. And that's like just to get her back in the country. Whoa. She was, you know, you know, yeah, she's she, very smart. Yeah, you know? She's right. smart, she's educated, she speaks yeah. multiple languages. Right. But even for her, it took thousands of dollars and almost a year of time. And so for me, that's like, that's like the one, like, I guess, like misconception about like immigration is that, you know, the people who don't understand it, they say like, oh, if, if you want to come to America, just come here legally. Right. They have no idea what that means. It's such a lengthy ordeal. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, and Teresa and I, we were lucky. It's only 10 months. Yeah. A lot of people, if they're going through the uh, family sponsored visa programs, they have to enter into lotteries. They take five, 10, 15, 20 years Jeez. just to enter the country. Yeah. Right. And if you do get, you know, caught crossing the border illegally, then you can, you, or not even necessarily illegally, but improperly, you can yeah. get up to five, ten right. years of bar. So it kind of creates this system that incentivizes people to come here illegally because they don't have the money or the time. Right. Yeah. Mostly the money. Yeah. I mean, for us, like, we're fine, you know. 
yeah. from America, from Taiwan, two relatively like developed nations. We had the funds to put, you know hire a lawyer, all those things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't have that. Yeah, you know, and so um, I think it's very interesting in my perspective of um, of like what it is to go through immigration. It's not so, and I never knew how yeah. difficult it was. Even mm-hmm. being more liberal, I still didn't understand yeah. how difficult the process was. Yeah. Until she went through it tell someone I knew Jaylee went through it yeah. and then I just imagine people who are from Iran or from Somalia from I guess the shithole countries yeah, you know yeah, right. uh, I don't want to be like political in that aspect but but yeah what they've been referred to by our uh, nut job chief yeah but, but by the president yeah um, yeah and that's unfortunate you know yeah. because um, I think a lot of Americans are very ignorant about a lot of things and I don't think it's because they're hateful I think it's because they're just misinformed absolutely and like and I I hate when I see people that say like oh well I came here I came here legally and it's like a slap in in my face for these people to be trying to enter our country illegally and and like and like and it's like I, I get it but I also at the same time it's like well you know if you're not going to take what you went through to come here legally and try to like make it easier for others to, you know, to look for the same opportunities mm-hmm. they do, which is why they immigrate to a country in the first place. It's like it's kind of like, well, I went through all this so you have to also. You know? Yeah, it's like the same the same logic where, you know, like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren are talking about canceling student debt. Yeah. And there's, I've seen people who are like, well, why pay my student debt? It was $50,000. It was crushing, et cetera, et cetera. So why should they not have to pay it off? Right. And that's just very selfish. I don't yeah. understand that argument yeah. whatsoever. Right. If it was hard for you, why would you not want to make it easier for right. other people? Yeah, it's like you if know? you go through a traumatic event, you don't want anyone to live through that. You wouldn't wish something like right. that, like, I'll, you know, even something like mental illness. Like, no. you wouldn't want somebody to go through how, like, intensely your demons that you're battling, you you wouldn't wish that on somebody else. So, yeah. like, why would you wish that, you know, a headache of a, of a process it is to immigrate to a country to find sanctuary yeah, oh, and that's that's escaping story, yeah. escaping persecution yeah. and yeah, and that's like the whole like the worst thing about this. The only thing that really uh, there's a lot of things that upset me, but the one thing that's really like very frustrating is the fact that they're categorizing people who are seeking asylum legally. This is a legal precedent that is through the Geneva Convention. It's through yeah. international laws, which the U.S. is a co-signer of. Mm-hmm. So these people are trying to do something through the legal way. This is yeah. what we have told them. You have to come here legally. So the people who say you don't like coming here, or if you want to come here, come here legally, yeah. are also the same people who are calling these people illegal, calling them, you know, oh, they could be ISIS, they could be Al-Qaeda. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't know where they're coming right. from. We know where they're coming from. Yeah. They're coming from Guatemala. They're coming from you know Honduras. They're coming from countries that our government has ruined. Yes. Right. You know, right. like the Iran-Contra, you know, in Honduras, if I'm correct, happened in, in the 70s, you know, and that was a bloody, brutal civil war that yeah. the U.S. fully supported. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the whole characterization of asylum seekers as illegal immigrants is, is disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's, you know? it's dehumanizing and it's yeah. Yeah. like, you know, like what's really fucked up about, like, you know, the migrants and the people that are fleeing from, you know, Central American countries that are trying to infiltrate the U.S. It's like they are going to, even if they do enter our country, like if they find a way in, 
they're still going to be persecuted, just not to the level that they have been in their in their native countries. Yeah, well, they're still gonna yeah. like, as in like, they're still gonna be like dehumanized. They're still gonna deal with racism. They're going to deal with classism. They're going to deal with sure. many of the societal issues plaguing our country. You know, there's still it's like. They're going to, it's almost like they're going to a lesser of two evil situation where it's like they are still going to be like, you know, discriminated against. There's going to be people that are going to want them out. There's people that are going to be, you know, for, to, to put it blunt, there's people that are going to be assholes to them. Oh, but, for sure. But, I, but at the same time, I think, you know, I, I don't know this because I'm from the United States. It's very safe. At right. Least yeah. I'm from Janesville. It's a very, very safe community. I never had to worry about violence growing up. I never mm-hmm. had to worry about car getting stolen. I never had to worry about my family being murdered. Yeah, right. You know, like, and I think people coming from Guatemala, say, where that does happen, people are very worried about being murdered. Their gangs threaten the yes. lives. Give me your kid or I'm going to kill your wife. I'm going to yeah. kill your whole family, torture, etc. I think for them, coming to this country, if they do deal with racism, classism, etc., that's going to be kind of like walking on a cloud. In comparison, yeah. in comparison right, to right, what right, they're yeah. living through now, that doesn't mean that it's okay. Right. But I think you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and I, yeah. And I think um, I don't know. I think the worst thing that Trump has really done is he's kind of cr- recreated that negative stereotype of Americans mm-hmm. that existed yeah. with Bush. And it, you know, because pers- right. you know, back when George Bush was president, there was very negative opinions of Americans right, yeah. worldwide. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. I don't love Obama personally. He's not my guy. He's not my guy. I don't think he's that liberal. But the one thing he did do a good job of was being very um, respectful, being very, you know, articulate, eloquent. And that really did a huge favor for Americans who traveled abroad, which is something I've done a lot. And I've noticed the differences between the way people view Americans when Obama was president and when Trump was president. Yeah. I was there when Obama was president. I was there during. I was abroad for when it was just Obama. I was abroad when it was the uh, primaries between Bernie and Hillary. Right. And I was there after the election. I was in Colombia after the sure, election. Yeah. And I was asked many times in Colombia, this is with Trump, if I was racist. Just because I'm from America. Wow. I'm just a white dude. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, he's a gringo, like, probably racist. You yeah. Know? He voted for Trump. And that's what everyone would ask me. You know, even like Uber drivers would say, like, wow. oh, are you American? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be like, yeah. Like, who'd you vote for? And I was like, wow. Not, not Trump. Yeah. I had one guy just straight up call me a racist, even though I told him I didn't vote for Trump, even though I told him I didn't yeah. like him, I didn't agree with his policies, I don't hate Latinos. Right. Yeah. But still, I was, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's just the the that's a direct product of Orientalism and how like uh, you know how we have perceived like so much of the rest of the world as violent as you know as inferior to our american standards yeah. like and that's and that's a large part of uh we we actually in one of my classes we talked about actually specifically the media during the bush era mm-hmm. and how it painted such a you know a, a negative and unstable perception of the Middle East mm. and that fueled so much support for the war yep. and as a result you know the Middle East was further destabilized you know a ton of people died as a result of US intervention and that's why like a lot of you know uh, there was a, a 
documentary that Al Jazeera did that we actually watched part of, and it was like they interviewed Iraqis that are like, like, look at what America did to my house. Like, look at yeah. what America did to my family. Right. Like, th- like that's that's the that's what you know this um, nationalist uh, percept like uh, propaganda that the media pushes to to like where oh the U.S. is the best country in the world and. Like, no one can fuck with the U.S. Like, we need to remind the world that no one can fuck with us. Yeah. Well, that's what's making so much of the world hate us, is that exact mentality. Oh, precisely. I mean, precisely. And I think that's what's... The most important thing is to be able to separate the government from the people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's hard for people. Because they just see the media. They don't travel. You know, less than 50% of Americans have a passport, yet alone have ever traveled outside of their country. Right. A lot of Americans don't even leave their state, you know. And I've, that's, met, I've met an amazing amount of people who have never left Wisconsin. I know, same. And it's very popular <laughs> yeah. here. I met people who have never left Janesville. Wow. Right? It's a tiny, like, I mean, I'm sure they went to, like, Rockford or, yeah. you know, but right. they never left a 25, 50-mile wow. radius. Yeah. And so, say, say so, let's take somewhere even farther removed, someone from Wyoming, well, there's like three people. Yeah, more, right. like more, th- more cows than people. There's more, right. yeah, there's more cows than people. Say you take a guy named John, he's from Wyoming, and he's never met a Muslim person. He's never met, you know, say, a Chinese person. He's, he's never met a Jew. Never met a Jew. Yeah. 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 All he relies on for his information about the outside world is the news. And is it Fox? Is it CNN? Is it MSNBC? Honestly, it doesn't actually matter that much. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, Fox is obviously very radical. Yeah. But overall, they paint the same picture. Right. It's indoctrination. The status know? quo. Yeah. You know, they all support the status quo. They all support billionaires and millionaires and, you know, yeah. what Bernie's shtick has been for 40 years. Right, yeah. You know, so if all he sees is Muslims bombing, suicide bombing, all mm-hmm. he sees is Iraq, all he sees is Afghanistan. What do you think he's going to have, of, based on his opinion of, of Muslim people? Right. It's not going to be good. No. Chances no. are. Yeah. You know? And does that mean that that guy's bad? I don't know. That's he, not for He's ignorant. Say. But he's ignorant, yeah. at the very least. And yeah. I think that's kind of the problem of a lot of Americans, is yeah. we don't travel. Because one of my teachers, I was in high school and I went to this... Uh, a place called the Janesville Academy of International sure. Studies. Sure. And one of the dean of it, Jane Thompson, she told me, you know, like, you can't hate people who you know. You know, when you travel, you get to know people. Yeah. You get to know their countries, their lifestyles. And you realize all that, the, all the things you thought you knew, like, you don't know. Yeah. You know, like, I remember when I first went abroad, it was Southeast Asia, like Vietnam, Cambodia, sure. Thailand. Yeah. I was told by my family, who were very much liberal, you know, yeah. but still entrenched in, I guess, kind of the American exceptionalism. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's so dangerous there. Vietnam's a communist country. And, you know, you're going to get hurt. You're going to yeah. get killed. You're going to get robbed. Yeah. I didn't get hurt. I didn't get killed. I didn't get robbed. I don't mm-hmm. think I got killed. I almost got robbed, but I didn't. Sure. So, you know, and it, and it was an amazing experience. You know, the people there are so friendly. You know, I had people who I would just walk down the street and they'd see me and they'd be like, oh, you know, they motion towards oh, me yeah, and I'd yeah. eat, eat a meal right. with them. We don't speak the same language. I don't speak Khmer, they don't speak English, right. but we had an amazing time. And I saw that in every place that I've been, that yeah. that's how people are. Right. People are nice, period. Yeah. It's not people from Wisconsin are nice, it's not people from New York yeah. are assholes. Right. Overall, people are nice. I think, yeah. yeah, in my way of, yeah, like, 
I, I can relate in, in some way. Like, so this, and this is something that you know is very personal to me. So I've been to Israel and Palestine a couple times, uh, three times. And um, like we, so like, it's kind of like indoctrinated to the Jewish community in a lot of ways for us to sort of like have this blind justice to the J- Jewish state of Israel. Yeah. And, and so as I've been on a couple trips out there, you know, we were taught this, you know, this is, this is sort of like the, this is a big foundation of Hasbara propaganda is yeah. that it's us versus them that, Oh, like Palestinians, hate Jews and that they, you know, want us all, you know, they, they yeah, they want they, us all they, killed. They harken back to the Holocaust very, right. yes. very often. So, yeah. so, and like, uh, if you watch actually Joe Rogan had a really good episode with Abby Martin, um, who she was a journalist that traveled to Israel and traveled to the Palestinian territories. Yeah, it's great. And she basically exposes the fact that like, well, you know, most like most the, the the Palestinians that are perpetuating violence do not like it's it makes for a small account of like you know of Palestinians as a whole like you know mm-hmm. most of them just want to live in their own land in peace they just want to have their own country they want rights yep. and we're taught that like oh like you know they they all you know they want us, us Jews and us Israelis, like, they, they, they don't want us to exist, they want to erase us, you know, and, like, and I'm traveling through the West Bank, like, I'm, like, we met, you know, a number of Palestinians, we, I was walking through the, the Arab Shuk in Jerusalem, friendly as fuck. I mean, they definitely yeah. tried to like haggle me to buy things in their shop, but like that's, that's, that's everywhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, yeah they're, that's, that's, that's right. the effect of having, you know, exactly. But it's like, skin. but if anything, it's like, wow, like this, you know, I'm, you know, it's, if anything, it's like, I'm being immersed and I'm also learning. It's like, they just want to like, you know, like they're, a lot of them are, I met were very pleasant, very happy. Like, you know, we were in uh, the Palestinian city of Rawabi, and you know, the the our our speaker, he was like, uh, our excuse me, our tour guide was like, yeah, like I'm I'm pretty liberal. You know, I uh, I want a two state solution. I just don't want you know, like uh, you know, I just don't want Israel stealing our land anymore. And uh, he's like, I can't argue with that. Yeah, like it's kind of hard not, to it, argue. Yeah, it's not illogical. So it's like, and but that's the thing. It's like I'm. It's that challenge that like you know, in the exact, and sort of what you were saying about, like, when you travel to Southeast Asia, and, you know, there's all these fears of, like, oh, you're going to be in danger, you're going to be hurt, you're going to be killed, like, I, like, I was only, I felt like coming, like, looking back at it, I felt like I was only afraid because of how the, the, the trip I was with, like, sort of conditioned me to feel, yeah. like, feel unsafe because I'm in the presence did of you Did you go there on your own volition, or did you no, I went right? I, I have been on Birthright, uh-huh. uh, but I went on two trips since then. And were those, like, independent? No, well, they were they were through or, organizers. So were they through, like, I get, I mean, like, Birthright is, like, objectively pro-Israel. Yeah, were oh, they, yeah. Likewise, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's all like pretty like Zionist stuff. Zion, yeah, I wouldn't even say pro-Israel, but pro-Zionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because when we talk about Zionism, like I mean, it's it's at this point, it's like the the term Zionism has largely been hijacked to mean that 
you know, like Israel occupying Palestinian lands. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and yeah. that's, it's, for, oh, for sure. it I mean, sucks, but it's like, because that's not the Israel I want to mm-hmm. exist, but that's, you know, that's not being undone anytime soon yeah. with the current yeah. Netanyahu administration. Yeah. Oh, no. And I mean, yeah, like, what Zionism meant before the Israeli state and when it was being talked about in Russia, Belarus, Ukraine area is very different because it's already accomplished. Right, yeah. The goal of Zionism in that has been accomplished, yeah. which is the land for the, the Jewish people. Yeah. What I find to kind of ultimately be just like, it just doesn't work, is like Israel talks about how it's a fully functioning democracy. It's a flourishing democracy. I don't think that's even... It's not It's not a democracy. I don't like, think that's true, yeah. yeah because it's, it's, it's a theocracy. You cannot... Ex- they cannot coexist. Right. You know? And, like... And it's also, like, in some ways... I mean, at the very least, it's a flawed democracy. Where, kind of similar to America, but even America has been, like... You know, America for a long time, a Judeo-Christian, you know, uh, indoctrination in, its, yep. in the way it ran. But in Israel, like... And that's something I challenge a lot, like, I, I struggle with a lot, mm. is, like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, like, you know, I think about, like, a Jewish state, but, like, you know, it's, like, yeah, like, I've, it's a wonderful place, it's, you know, it's beautiful, you can learn a lot, like, I've learned a lot about myself through my trips there, but, but you are right, it's, like, when we talk about, like, a theocracy, like, I feel like it's, yeah, like, it kind of automatically puts, like, that, you know, it, it almost it gives that advantage to you know that people of the Jewish faith over you know oh, yeah. Arabs and, and fully, fully. yeah and yeah I mean because if it's if Israel is a Jewish state then that means those who are not Jewish are at a different standard you yeah. know yeah. and and that's not just Muslims that's Christians too yeah like actually like Christians do face um, discrimination in Israel it's yeah. not just Muslims. That's actually, it's Christians, and a lot of Christians are in the West Bank as well, mm-hmm. Palestinian Christians. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, right. you know, Nazareth, uh, yep. Nazareth, Bethlehem, Bethlehem. Are, are in Palestinian territory. Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some more names, I'm not that good right. at Bible no, stuff yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, and like, I like for me, like, I'm not Jewish, you know, and yeah. so I can't stake any sort of claim of what yeah. I would want Israel to be, but... At the same time, like, I just don't think... I just think it's ironic that the enemies of Israel, the the older enemies of Israel, kind of before the normalization of Israel in the Middle East, like with Saudi Arabia, Qatar, UAE, their big knock was like, these are theocracies. They discriminate against Jews and Christians. And I'm not necessarily saying what Israel is doing to Palestinian Muslims is the same that what, you know, Qatar did or Iraq or Iran did. But at the same time, you kind of have to be able to see the similarities to understand that they're hypocrites. Yeah. You know. Because right. Yeah. In in Iraq, for a long time, there existed Jewish minorities. Mm-hmm. Thousands, not thousands, yeah, thousands of years, yeah. even. You know, and right. up until the creation of Israel, where they they fled, there's still one left, right? Yeah. You should watch Drew Binsky's video. He's okay. a ginger dude. He's oh, nice. He's a ginger dude. Wow. So he's, he he looks like me. So I'm I'll pay attention. To yeah. Him. He went to the Hudson. <laughs> oh, word. I, okay. I don't know. Maybe this was Afghanistan sure. where there's the one Jewish. But you have to be able to see that a theocracy, whether a Muslim majority theocracy, has discriminated against Jews and Christians, and there's a reason why there's not very many Jews or Christians left in those countries. Likewise, you have to understand that Israel's theocracy, or putting 
Jewish people as a first-class citizen is the exact yeah. same thing. Whether the murders or the brutality is matched is different, yeah. but the overall ideology is, Dude, is it's, the same. You know, it's a it's a it's a internal struggle I have a lot. Is like yeah. I mean, and it's someone that many left Jews do struggle with. I'm it's, sure, yeah. Like it's a conversation I know I've had with a lot of my Jewish friends. Like, you know, like when we when we make like can a democracy be fully realized if yeah like if it's the jewish state if it's because that makes it a democracy for the jewish people but you know in the same way it's like any country that has like a like a national religion of sorts like it's it's gonna automatically sort of give societal advantage to those that follow that faith precisely and that goes and that goes for every country yeah i mean imagine if america became a Christian nation overnight, what would that mean for you? What would that mean right. for the Muslims living here, the atheists living here, agnostic yeah. people living here? That would create a completely different right. dynamic. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's been trying to be, it's been getting undone over time is that, you know, the Christian slant present in American, you know, education and government and, you know, basically any, any like uh, department, like, I mean, we've, you remember saying the Pledge of Allegiance every day when you were growing up? It's a little culty. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to stand and you have to pledge allegiance yeah. to the flag of the United States of America. And yeah. Yeah. under God and, like, it's like... Under God, indivisible. Right. This is for all. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I don't know. I never really... It never really bothered me. I mean, it never bothered me that much either, but it's like that's... But it is a form of, like, you know, you are... You, you're automatically accepting, you know, a... a theology uh along like you know in in correspondence with your country you know yeah. you're you're yeah. you're kind of like you're being forced to like you know say something that you know you're you're pledging to god and you're mm-hmm. pledging to your country and like yeah. i get it but and and like you just said it never really bothered me either but it's yeah. it is weird like Oh, it's in my twenties tw- i'm looking oh it's at very it. weird i mean if i mean if you go to other countries outside of say like China's super nationalistic, but say you go to like Europe, like you know, you barely see German flags. You don't see, but in America, you see the American flag everywhere, like everywhere. Cities, like small town America, there's American flag on every light post. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that doesn't have. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I'm proud to be American. Mm -hmm. Like to me, like I'm proud to be an American. I am too. You know, I'm too. Yeah, yeah, and I'm very proud of it. That doesn't mean that I hate people who are not American. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to me, and I, and I, yeah. The the whole like, if you don't like it, leave it. Like. Why yeah. would I leave it? This is my home. Yeah. Like, you ever watch? You watch uh, South Park? Yeah, I love South Park. So. You don't like America? You can get out. <laughs> Are they the same guys that they took your game? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, they just have like a rooster. But and I think that South Park is great at like lampooning that like that ultra patriotic like. Oh, they do a lovely job. They do a great job at that. They do a lovely job. So. I think that though, because so much of the world is like is uh, constructed, like countries, whole entire country civilizations are constructed through a religious lens. Like generally, yeah. Like there's no undoing that at this point. It's like no. I mean, the closest you've the closest you've come to forming like a nation state without religion would have been actually the United States. Yeah. Um, because the see, like the United States was never founded under Christian principles. Because not all the founding fathers were Christian. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Some of them were atheist agnostic. Interesting. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of them were um, Illuminati. No. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of them were Freemasons. Sure. And while like Freemasons, like it doesn't mean you have to believe in Jesus as the Lord and Savior. So sure. actually, a lot of a lot of them were. Tom, you know, oh, wait, actually, Thomas Edison was a religious. Benjamin. You mean Thomas Jefferson? Or Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, honestly, don't quote me. You can Google me. I probably no, uh, no. But I do remember reading that he wasn't religious. Yeah, Thomas a lot of Jefferson. them weren't weren't uh, religious because Freemasons it didn't dictate you have to be Christian. Sure. And the U.S. was specifically founded as a as a non-Christian, a secular state, mm -hmm. not a non-secular, but a secular non-Christian yeah. state. Sure. So the whole like concept that the Amer America was is a Christian country founded by Christians is not necessarily true. Um, and even if it was, like, Jesus told you to love thy neighbor, so you're a hypocrite, you know? Yeah. That's the whole, when Christians, um, use their religion, or any religion, but especially, you know, Christians or mono, like, the Judeo-Christian Muslim religions, when they use their religion to justify hate and murder, it just, it just, it doesn't yeah, you make see sense. That with, you see that with, in Judaism as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. You like, see I mean, you see, with, you see it with every religion. Yeah, but and it, it just, it blows my mind. Yeah. Because, you know... Jesus is very against murder. Jesus yeah. is, is very against prosecuting people because of their beliefs. Mm -hmm. Jesus is very open to everybody. Jesus treated the Roman soldier. Uh, there was a Roman general who um, his slave had been struck by blindness. And Jesus saved the slave, mm -hmm. not because he is a slave, but because he is a children of God. Yeah. Likewise, he gave counsel to this Roman general, even though this Roman general is a pagan, because he is a child of God. And so that's, to me, that's the idea of Christianity. I'm not a Christian myself, but that's how I was raised in my mm -hmm. religious beliefs. Like, I was raised Lutheran. Okay. And I was raised, you know, you you practice your love of God. You, you're a Christian, not because you go to church, not because you say, I'm a Christian, but through your actions. Mm -hmm. It's called faith through grace. Sure, so you, yeah. you get faith. you get your faith from God through doing the grace of God. So that's donating, wow. that's homeless shelters, that's yeah. charity, that's helping the downtrodden, the sick and the poor. Yeah. But Christianity, evangelical, I guess evangelical Christian, Christianity in this country is, they use Jesus as a way to hate because there's one verse in the Bible that's anti-LGBT. You know, yeah, right. One verse in the book of Genesis, which is the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And now we have to hate gay people. like. Uh, or they use it to justify it. like I mean the Bible is used to justify slavery yeah. you know and it's, it's yeah that's cr I, I wonder how many religious uh, or uh, you know just pe followers of Christ would be would be like weeded out from that principle that are like oh yeah I, I wonder that because it's A like lot. yeah because like I mean my parents are atheists. Like I was mm -hmm. raised very like as secular as you as come. For like sure. I, I mean, I celebrated like the holidays. Like my dad was raised Catholic. Mom was raised Jewish. Mm -hmm. so, like I celebrated both the holidays, but it was strictly double presents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. True. Um, Sweet. Yeah. No, December was lit. But anyway, um, I was. I was. Uh, I wasn't raised like with any like you know religious indoctrination mm -hmm. or anything. The closest thing I, I would say that I had to that was I went to like Jewish preschool, Jewish yeah. day camp. Yeah. But that was largely like you know it was recreational, Cult cultural. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, like culturally Jewish. I'm very yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm yeah. very culturally Jewish, um, and you know my parents just raised me to like just you know 
by the golden rule, like honestly, it's a yeah. cliche, but it's like treat people with respect, treat them how you want to be treated. Exactly. And I just like, I guess, you know, I, I know that many people, some of the nicest people that I've ever met have very strong relationships with God. <laughs> That's a really good thing. You know, I would never, you know, dismiss yeah. their relationship with their faith, but you know, it's like, I also, yeah, it's just, I see like these, you know, you see factions that are using faith to justify bigotry, intolerance, mm -hmm. violence, yep. and like racism. Pure racism, racism yeah. yeah, just pure racism and racist yeah. policies. And I, I just, it's yeah. I feel like religion has, you know, it's 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 it was created in the first place to add a sense of love and belonging into society, but mm. so much fundamentalism has made virtually like most religions has you know resorted to some form of extremism and I've, that and that is and that's important yeah. to separate from it's important to separate the faith from the faction or that individual because it's like just because you know they're using their their anger their their you know need for power their you know craving for you know fear and intimidation over another group of people and they're exerting that on, an, on you know a greater population like I feel like that's more of an issue with with uh, you know the struggle of power not necessarily the religion itself fully yeah, but definitely. but plenty of people are using religion as that justification yeah. and, and 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 to be honest the like um, the most like for example like in Afghanistan Iraq, the places where I guess you'd say tourism thrives, like yeah. generally speaking, those who are terrorists, they don't know how to read. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you don't know how to read and then an, a radicalist imam tells you, if you do this, you get that. This is the word of God. You have to trust me because I am a spokesman for God. Yeah. It was the same problem back in the 14th, you know, like the, you know, like um, the, the Protestant Reformation sure. through yeah. through Martin Luther, 1500s. Yeah, sure. Um, it was the same problem. The Catholic Church hold dominance over over the biblical texts and what they said go. You know, the priest is the dictator of the Bible and the word of the Bible, and a lot of people couldn't read. And when you can't read, it's pretty hard to know what's yeah. what's right and what's wrong. Right. You know, uh. and I think it's the same problem is because it's, there's a lack of education. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know a lot of Muslim people, and they're honestly incredibly nice people. Some of, yeah, same. Like, yeah. and I know Christian people, and they're incredibly nice. Yeah. I know Jewish people are incredibly nice. Dude, and you know, what's, I want to say that you know, and like it, it fucking disgusts me when people portray this narrative that Jews and Muslims are enemies. It's unequivocally false. It's horrible, yeah. dude. It's like, unequivocally false, and it is it is completely ignorant of the past couple thousands of years. Yeah. Well, not couple thousand, last 1,400, 1,500 years. Yeah. You know, it, like I was saying earlier, like, there's been Jewish communities in Iraq and in Afghanistan, in Iran, that have lived there for thousands of years peacefully. Even, right. even Israel-Palestine, you know, let's just call it Palestine, because, you know, the Ottomans, yeah. they had, you know, own, you know, owned and relegated the Holy Lands for the last few hundred years. Mm -hmm. Jewish people have lived there peacefully. Christians have lived there peacefully. Yeah. Yes, they did have to pay a tax. I'm not saying that's cool, right. but that's pretty good. For the time. For the time, yeah. that's pretty damn yeah. good, you know, considering, you know, the Ottomans also killed all the Armenians, you know? Yeah. So, right. you know, 
Muslims, Jews, and Christians, we all have the same God. And that's another thing. Like, why don't we recognize that they all have the same God? Right, yeah. Like, I don't understand why, like, there are Christians like, oh, Allah, why don't you go praise Allah? <laughs> Allah is God yeah. in Arabic. Just like Yahweh is God in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Just like God is God in English. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. like, they're the same God. Yeah. You know, it's just, there was Judaism. Christianity yeah. built on Judaism from, you know, the prophet, you know, Jesus as the Savior, as the Messiah. Jews don't accept that, so that's why Judaism is different. Christians accept that, that's why they're Christians. And yeah. Muslims accept that Jews, J Jesus was a prophet, not a Messiah, and the Messiah was Muhammad. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it differs. Right, yeah. So, like, and what's ironic is, the fun fact is, Jesus is mentioned more times in the Quran than he is in the Bible. Wow. Fun fact, Google it. Did I know not it's know true. that. I wow. know it's true. That one, I know it's true. Wow. It's not true, I'm sad, but I'm like 99% sure, because, you know, I remember I learned this in my class. I will I will fact check that, but if it's true, I will include it in the video. I also have the Quran. Oh, I have the Quran. I have the Quran. I have the Bible. I have the Torah. Nice. Uh, I'm not religious, but to me, I think it's really important to understand someone's religion, especially yeah. if you, you know, because yeah. like, because when you understand someone's religion, even if they're not religious, you have to very least understand the basis of the culture. Sure. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. So I want to turn the I want to turn the tide. Talk about Joe Rogan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I want to talk about. So so like I recently sure. posted the status where I asked people what their thoughts were on Joe Rogan, and yeah. uh, it's he's a very uh, divisive guy. I mean, I see. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying that Joe Rogan has, to be honest, inspired me a lot. He's inspired me with this show. He inspires me to have a diverse palette of guests. Uh -huh. He's inspired me to film the fucking show. Like, that, like literally, this is a visual show because of me watching a lot of his videos and observing how nonverbals, like, give so much more context to a conversation. Yeah. Rogan is, I mean, you know, and like any host, like any real person in general, like, there's things that, you know, there's people that he's had on the show that, you know, if I was hosting the show, maybe I wouldn't have because of views they espouse. But sure. but it's important to take into account that he doesn't endorse his guests unless he specifies it so. Yeah. And he, he's had, you know, complete fringe, you know, like uh, nut jobs that are, you know, very, very controversial. I wonder who you're talking. You, about. Uh, you know, who I'm talking about. I recently saw his. Um, Alex. Yeah, he had Alex. He Jones. Had, yeah, Alex, say Jones is that man? Right, Alex Jones. He also recently destroyed Ben Shapiro on the topic of gay marriage. Yep. Um, he's, you know, he's had, you know, he's definitely had some some choice guests, but he's also had very you know, important conversations about, you know, like the media and how it shapes people's minds and how, and also like, he's a guy that's always trying to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, he, I, like there's things I wish he would do better. I wish he would have more guests that are more like on the left in their activism, which he doesn't have. I disagree. You don't let you finish. So yeah, no, I, I just think he has to. There's some issues I think he he should be like. I want him to be more informed on like specifically like trans issues, um, which I find myself disagreeing with some of the things he says on the topic. But 
and, and that's just an example. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish she would just have more guests from the left. But yeah. I'm gonna let you okay. have the floor yeah, because yeah, I want to yeah, know yeah, what yeah. you think. I mean, like, I think it's it's not true that he doesn't have people on the left. He's had Tulsi Gabbard. He's had Andrew Yang. He's, he's had, had some. He's had yeah. Kyle Kluinski. He's had Sam Cedar. He's had David Pakman. He's he had, had W. Kamo Bell. He's had Kamo Bell. He's had yeah. Jimmy Dore. Yeah. I can name at least seven, eight true progressives that he's had on. I can only name a couple right wingers that he's had on. In my opinion, sure. I do watch a show a lot. I really, I really like his show. And to me, I think kind of like the whole idea of like, oh, this person, I don't agree with them, so I don't want to hear what they have to say. Oh, Ben Shapiro is ignorant on gay marriage. I don't want to hear what he has to say. Why not? If you're right, it shouldn't be a bother to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I just, I, you know, think ultimately, if you have an argument and you believe it is correct, it, you should be able to hear the counterpoint and be able to refute it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the whole, like, I think it's one of the weaknesses of, of people on the left wing is we don't want to have, we don't want to engage with them on their, on their points. It's not that their points are hard to defeat. It's just, we were like, oh, it's just, it's just this. It's just transphobic. It's just racist. Yeah. It's just, and it may be those things, but when you say that to someone who may not view it as such, you're, you're pigeonholing them as that. And they don't want to engage with you, sure. you know. And to me, I think we need to have those conversations. We need to have difficult conversations. We need to be able to, like Ben Shapiro, like he had Ben Shapiro on, and he called him out yeah. on his views of gay marriage. That's just stupid. Yeah. Period. Plain and simple. Right. They just don't make sense. So where would you draw the line? I honestly think like he is entitled to have like anyone on that he wants to have on because it's his show. Yeah, you know, right. it's his show. It's America, freedom. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. To me, like I don't think it's necessarily wrong that he had Alex Jones on. I don't think it's necessarily wrong he had Ben Shapiro on or, or, or Maya Yiannopoulos. Maya Yiannopoulos. Yeah, he just he destroyed me Yiannopoulos. Yeah. Sargon of Akkad. Yeah. Gavin McGinnis. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gavin McGinnis, but um, I think ultimately, like, you should be able to hear these points of views, and I think, like, the concept, like, oh, what's this going to radicalize someone? Like, I, I don't know. Will it? Perhaps. But how many more of those people will hear that conversation be like, well, dude, that guy's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, him, when he destroyed it, completely delegitimized Ben Shapiro's argument on gay marriage, someone sees him be like, dude, that guy's kind of a dumbass. Like, I thought Ben Shapiro was really smart. Yeah. Until I realized he just speaks really fast and puts in facts right. that make it impossible to refute. Like a pseudo-intellectual approach. Yeah. 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 And, and in terms of, like, his personal relationships, like, his friendship, he is a friend, from what I know, with Alex Jones. That's his right. As, as a person, would I be friends with Alex Jones? Hell no. Dude's crazy. Right, yeah. But, <laughs> but would I, you know, did I watch his podcast? Hell yeah, I did. Because that was kind of hilarious. Yeah, and so, but, so <laughs> and so like, so that's like, I, I, you know, I totally, like, I get everything you're saying. And, and to a large extent, like, I think it's important to have such conversations. I mean, even within the left, we have very divisive conversations. You have oh, yeah. people that are... You have anarchists and communists that mesh together. I you just know, like both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't like either of them. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like exist, yeah. yeah. I mean, you Definitely. like you have people in the same you know fighting for the same you know end goal that have an com- entirely different approach yeah. to it that you know engage in debate all the yeah. time. That's that's great, but I think and this is where we will probably like disagree to some extent. But to me, it's like. If somebody's platform is built on espousing some kind of 
hateful or discriminatory belief on a group of people or otherwise, you know, just is, is a, is just something that could be seen as like a slippery slope in what like, you know, they could get away with it, like under the scope of hate speech, for example. Like, I mean, when, I mean, you have, and the thing is like, I mean, I understand like, you know, free speech is free speech, but it's like when you like people do, and this is, this is why like, you know, Trump is more dangerous than some people give him credit to be is that, you know, words and especially specifically words that are on social media that are so acceptable mm -hmm. or excuse me, accessible to, you know, the, the large scale population, you know, just in the same way that like, you know, religion has been fundamentalized. I think that words in political pol politics can be very easily fundamentalized too. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when Trump says something like, oh, like all the illegals need to get out, well, that's gonna make, that's going to give people that, that sort of, um, you know, th there's, I mean, obviously people that are definitely not as like, you know, exposed to, you know, such issues, but people are gonna, but there will be people that see that and think, oh yeah, he's right. Like we need to like do this and this and this, this is, we need to fucking get our country back on track, you know, what, no matter what the cost is. And and that's what I mean. It's like, that's the, the power of the words. It's just like the, the, the fear mongering mm -hmm. that's, that engages in Trump's rhetoric, you know, can very easily, you know, it can function in the same way when somebody like, you know, uh, when somebody like Gavin McGinnis or somebody like Miley Annapolis are saying horrible things about Muslims yeah, and right. saying horrible things about trans people. Yeah. And and that's just, I mean, and that's where it's just like, it's, I don't, I personally would not want to give a platform to somebody like that, that whose words and who have, have such a, like a foundation of, of a, um, of a media presence, people are going to see that and it's going to fuel their beliefs because we live in a, uh, we live in a culture that is hell bent on the consumption of media. We all have our favorite networks we have our favorite publications and we all engage in some level of tribalism i feel and i think that people are that follow you know publications like breitbart mm -hmm. publications like fox or mm -hmm. uh you know the daily wire ben shapiro's network like yep. people are going to look at that and it's going to it's going to further that ideology that is based in in you know, in some kind of us versus them mentality where it's like, oh, like, you know, liberals are all snowflakes or, you know, like, you know, the, like Black Lives Matter are terrorists or, mm -hmm. you know, like trans people are, don't need acceptance, they need help. And it's like shit like that, just like, I can't, I can't condone shit like oh, that. Oh, for and, sure. And, and I, and I can't either, but I think the, the difference is, is Joe Rogan, yes, he has a platform. And he built that platform. He but did. Yeah. You also have to accept that yes, he has a Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro on. He also has an Andrew Yang on. You also also have to acknowledge, and I think a lot of people don't acknowledge, is that Joe Rogan is actually very liberal. He is. He's yeah. pro gay marriage. He's pro marijuana. He, yeah, he has some problematic things about trans people. I guess you would right. say, 
overall, you know, they can do their own thing. From what I've seen, his his I guess anti-transphobic commentary is kind he's, of derived, he's come he's come a long way with it, and it's it's mostly derived from uh, trans women in sports. Yeah, and I think that that's a legitimate conversation that should be had. What I think and what Joe Rogan thinks and what you think, in my opinion, doesn't fucking matter because we're not trans. Right. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I have no idea what it's like to feel like that. So for me, it's 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 the same thing with like pro life. Or pro-choice. Am I pro-life or pro-choice? It doesn't fucking matter. Right, because we're men. Exactly, because I have a penis and I'm not incubating the thing for now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Um, I know what you mean, yeah. But it's likewise, like, Joe is, is from everything that I've seen, quite liberal. He um, is, yeah. And when they say some bullshit, he challenges them on that. Yeah. And I think that is far more important than denying a platform. Because... When you deny platforms and you're like, I'm not going to let this person speak because I think it's hateful or whatever, what you do is you push that underground. They're still going to be speaking. People are still going to listen to them. People are still going to be convinced by them. It's just going to be underground. It's the same thing with hate groups in the United States. When they were legitimate, yes, they were out in the public, and it was a lot easier to deal with them went, you know, after the fact. Mm -hmm. But once rate like being being called racist is kind of like the worst thing you could be called back in like the eighties and nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Now it's some sort of like trophy for some yeah, reason. Right. But and so did it make were racist people no longer there? No, they were there. They just got pushed underground. Yeah. Their ideas get pushed underground. Right. What happened with? I'm not saying that Ben Shapiro is a Nazi because I think that that's a very overused term. Well, it's also counterintuitive because he's a Jew. Because he's a Jew, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah and, right. I, and, I, and that's one thing I hate when people on the left call everyone Nazis. And so technically, technically, Malianopoulos is a Jew as well. Yes, he is technically. Yeah, yeah. like technically he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but and that's and that's something that yeah, you can't call everyone everyone that's like you know labeled in the alt right term like. They're not all. They may they may be hateful or problematic, but they're not always Nazis because yeah. there's people that are Jewish that yeah. might be yeah. in it. There's people who are black who are among them. There's yeah. people who yeah. are are women of color. Right. You know, it's not yeah. just white people. Yeah, it's mostly white, maybe white Judeo-Christians, yeah, Anglo-Saxons, right. but that's not it. Right. There are Jewish people, and and so and and that's not even why I think it's problem. Prob I hate that word so much. Problematic. Yeah. But the thing, and I don't like. Because there are people who are really are Nazis, and there are yep. people who really do want to kill. And it discounts, and, and it and it, yeah. it almost like can blind. It can blur the lines. This is a boy who cried wolf, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, there's definitely wolves out there, but after the thousandth time, no one's gonna care yeah. so much, you know. Yeah. And like the Nazis, what the Nazis is is horrible, but that's yeah. not the point. We all know yeah. the Nazis sucked, but like ultimately, I think that. So like Ben Shapiro said, like like illegal immigration. We gotta get the illegal, like what you said with Trump. Like, we gotta, you know, we gotta get the illegals out. Uh, and yeah, definitely there are gonna be people who take that at a face value. And if you don't create a platform to counteract that narrative, then that's the narrative. Get the illegals out. They're bad for our country. Tweet done. Send. You get the retweets. Whatever. On a platform like a podcast. There's a conversation yeah. that's allowed to happen. Right. Say Ben Shapiro says, oh, get all the illegals out. Then you have that opportunity. Oh, well, illegal immigrants actually contribute X amount of money to Social Security. Sure. They contribute X amount to welfare. They actually create a net positive for our country. Therefore, they are good for our country. So what's the argument now? Because if they can't make the argument based on economics or logistical uh, sure. factors, then what is it? It's a racist. Yeah. ideology and you've exposed that 
And that's the beauty of podcasts, I think. And I think that's the beauty of Joe Rogan's show. Yeah. And so for me, I think the whole idea that Joe Rogan is a, like, and I saw on your comments, I don't know who. There were a lot of people that commented. There were a lot of people yeah. who commented on it. And I saw people who were like, oh, no, Joe's a racist. No, Joe is a right-wing nut. Joe, Joe's a, I saw someone say, like, Joe's a boring-ass contrarian, which. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, people people can say that, like, you know, he might be basic or boring, or people might, like, a lot of white males like him, which may be true, but I also noticed, yeah. I, I actually did pay attention to people that commented, and people from many different creeds, races, religions, backgrounds, all like him. Yeah, because he's Genders, a real person. Yeah. You know, he, he is a real person who talks to people, and he never claims to be, like, a, a genius. He's, like, a dumbass, just like me, yeah. and, you know, like... Right. So, you know, it's not like he's trying to stake some legitimacy. And it would be different if Joe was, like, staking some sort of credibility or legitimacy of, like, I'm the super smart genius, and... Uh, yeah, right. It would be very different. But he's like, I'm a dumbass dude who likes hunting elk and uh, yeah. smoking DMT and marijuana. Right. And then that's his shtick. And I post, yeah, yeah he, he does post a lot of venison steak. Yeah, pictures. he loves venison yeah, and elk, and yeah, yeah it's right. funny. I see there's like you know YouTube videos about like yeah. uh, like what a white guy after watching Joe Rogan, and he's just like, hey man, you want some elk? Yeah, bro, if you try DMT. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, sure, that's like his moniker. Yeah. Like he, that's authentic. That's, yeah. That's actually who he is, and I think it's a beautiful thing that his show is. This is who I am. I don't give a shit what other people think. I'm gonna have one who I want to have on, and I'm gonna do it how I want to right. do it. I think he does it really well. Yeah, and I, I don't think yeah. there's anything there that says that Joe is a racist. Sure. Oh, by no means, you know? no. Like that—that's yeah. just purely false. Yeah, and like yeah. that's just yeah. something that—that's somebody—that's somebody, you know, jumping to a, a preemptive conclusion about him based on. You know, some fringe figures from that some he, medium article they read one time. Right, right. Yeah. So I actually want to ask you about another uh, controversial, uh, largely liberal figure. What do you think about Bill Maher? I don't like him. I think he's not very liberal. He's. I think he is a. He is like the epitome of your baby boomer centrist Democrat. Okay, fair. IMO. I mean, he's IMO. Yeah, right. I don't listen to him very often. So, I, I so like, Bill Maher's another controversial figure, but the thing is, like, Bill Maher also largely slants, and at least he slants socially liberal. It, I mean, he hates all religions, but he, I mean, he's he, but, so annoying about it, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's a bully. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's a bully. He's a, he's a bully. He's a bully, and he says what he wants. I mean, he, like he says, like yeah, I like Bernie Sanders, and if you if you don't have any anything else to say, then you're fucking dumb. Like that's kind of like yeah, you know, the, to put it bluntly, that's a lot of. Doesn't do sense. a good job for Bernie either, because right, then people yeah. are like, oh, is Bernie an asshole like this guy? Yeah, and it's like I remember, was it Ice? Yeah, it was Ice T. He had him on the show, and he used the N word, hard R, yeah. hard R N word, not just I like that, yeah. with an A. Which still isn't okay. Right. Like, hard, Wasn't it Ice Cube? I it was Ice Cube, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Ice yeah. Cube. I forget. That's so ice, the ice. names. Yeah, right. Not, yeah, Vanilla Ice. You know? right. There were so many ices back in the 90s. Right, yeah. But, yeah, and he's he used the hard R. How did he get away with that? How is that dude not, like, completely deplatformed right. based on, like, the current way things yeah. work? 
And he's also... He's very anti... Uh, he's very Islamophobic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's he's, what I was actually very, literally going to say. Yeah, he's very ignorant. But he was... And he's more anti-Islam than he is of other religions. Oh, yeah, clearly. And that's, you know, yeah. Like, I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, I know people that that enjoy him and it's like yeah like i mean i'd be lying if i'd said that like yeah bill maher is definitely like he has said things that have made me laugh but he's also the way he the way he like conducts himself i think it's gross yeah Yeah. i mean he's yeah i I think that you put it in a good way is like he is like he's uh he, he it's like he has a sense of ideological entitlement where it's like yeah everything i say is right you know like i like you know, I, I stand for I everything like I speak for is right and it's truthful, and uh, you know yeah. anyone who challenges me is just dumb. Mm. And there was like there's been parts where like I think it's like uh, Pierce Morgan like you know challenged him like really intensely on on a debate on a show one time and he fucking lost his shit. Yeah. Like when That's he funny. gets when he gets challenged like he flip shit yeah. you know and it's like <laughs> and the thing is when joe gets challenged he he keeps his fucking cool the whole yeah, time yeah you know like i don't yeah i think i i think when people respond with anger it's because their argument is too weak to actually defend their points yeah. and yeah because they they've been exposed as vulnerable where they're vulnerable yeah. where their yeah. argument is vulnerable yeah you know, it takes I a real think- person to say i was wrong or i have no idea you know, and I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the fucking time. But oh, I guarantee I'm wrong. Like fifty yeah. percent of the things I say, but I, I never, I, I don't ever try to say things in a in a way that's like, okay, I know what's right. Yeah. Even when I'm pretty sure I'm right, like I'm yeah. not gonna ever like put it out there. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not I'm, you know. like I'm like working on not. And this is something that comes with white male privilege too. Um, it's a big part of it. That is like we have to assert ourselves as, you know, we are fallible human beings just like the rest of everyone else. It's and like weird, isn't it? It is, oh, right, yeah, like yeah. it's, but it's like, you know, we are like, you know, our uh, conscious reality is not the end all be all. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I, I, like, I've been, and I've had a lot of weird conversations on the show in, in that, where I, I go into a conversation not knowing things mm-hmm. and I rely on a guest to enlighten me to you know share their own personal experiences and you know perceptions in a way that you know resonates with me that will broaden my understanding of how like I can have the best understanding of the world how I could be the best ally mm-hmm. to other communities and groups and just you know, and just see someone as a human being. Yeah, I think that's like ultimately like the important thing. I always try to be conscious that I always like the idea that there are seven, like roughly seven billion people. Yeah. That means there's seven billion different Earths. That yeah, that's true. You know, every because every person's a world within their own. Precisely. Yeah. You know, and I mean like like I like we were saying in the very beginning of like talking like you know some people have never leave Janesville, so yeah. for them that is their world. Right. Yeah. Right. Versus someone, someone from Janesville versus someone from Bangkok, Thailand, yeah. or even someone from Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Yeah. Completely different life. Oh Completely God, yes. different perspective. Right. Different religion, different culture, different ethics. You know, you know, you see the iceberg yep. of what is a culture. 
different iceberg. Even yeah. even interstate, like you and I, like you're Jewish, you're Jewish, but raised atheist, like more atheist, yeah, right, culturally Jewish. I was raised Lutheran, yeah, not like super crazy, right. Like, and you're from Wisconsin. I'm yeah. from Illinois, and like, yeah, you're you know, a fib. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, exactly. But you're a cheesehead, so yeah. dude, that's honestly not that bad. Like cheesehead, fucking Illinois. Yeah, yeah, Australia. okay. But anyways, right. yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, exactly. And that's why, right? No, I mean Wisconsin is fucking dope. It's it is. More, it's dope. more fun than Illinois. There's a reason why ninety percent of people from Illinois come up to Wisconsin for their vacation, and zero percent of people from Wisconsin go to Illinois. You need no more explanation there. It's all flat farmland. Yeah, I mean Chicago. Chicago's nice. Well, yeah, that, but that's all we really have that's going it, for though. us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Alex. Oh, look at that glow. I'm wow. So white. We are so white. <laughs> Yeah, man, that fluorescent one. The black. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, Alex, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um, paying my student loans off. Oh, same. Oh, dude, cheap, dude. Vote for Bernie. Vote for Bernie. <laughs> Cancel that debt. I'll You're take right. Elizabeth too. It's yeah, just fine. same. Yep. She's all right. Yeah, Elizabeth is great, and mm. I just mailed in my payment for this past month yesterday, and it like it's like where I feel like um, it's like I feel just a general bodily uneasiness when I put that envelope in the mailbox, whenever I mailing my money away, it look, sucks. Look up Andrew Yang, he's a great, great oh, yeah. candidate. Oh yeah. He's not a Nazi, he's Asian, but people call him a Nazi. But yeah, he's not a Nazi, he's a really good guy. Yeah, check him out. Have wow. you seen that? I No, I haven't. Yeah. We're, we're gonna talk about that when we're done with this. <laughs> what puts you to sleep though? Uh. Being very tired. Be, yep. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Teresa being. I'll give you a real answer. Well, you know, Teresa, my fiance. Teresa. Being back, you know, being yeah. back in America. It's nice to have her. Also, congrats on the yeah, engagement. Yeah. Thanks so That's much, awesome. man. That's, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. It's a ton of fun. So, um, yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.